Salams, everyone. Welcome to the Sins and Salams podcast, where we are going to share our thoughts and experiences on growing up in the Muslim community through funny yet serious stories and topics. We are so excited to finally release these episodes, and we really want to hear from you. Please follow and share your thoughts with us on Instagram at Sins and Salams, and you can also email us at sinsandsalams at gmail.com or leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening from. Please don't forget to turn on the notification bell as we release new episodes every Friday. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome back to Sins and Salams. What's going on, y'all? It's Sabrine and Dr. Ferdos. Hey. Well, <laughs> today, um, you know, it's a beautiful day outside and we have a great topic coming up. Very important, especially for the summer, because we this is when we be struggling the most. Absolutely. Um, and today we are talking about hijab, beauty, and modesty. Everyone's favorite topic that hasn't been talked about enough. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have some amazing guests. We got the gang gang. We go way back up in here. If y'all want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Yeah, okay, yeah. We're hoodies and head scars. I'm Hanan. And I'm Haifa. <laughs> yes, welcome, Hanan and Haifa. Shout out to y'all. Y'all need to check out their podcast, Hoodies and Headscarves, because they be going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, love the you. episode on capitalism because. Y'all really talked about that, especially during COVID. So, shout out to y'all. Uh-huh. Um, highly recommend. Check it out. Where's it available? Spotify? Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, pretty much Google. We got, we got, we're on platforms that we don't even know about. Okay. 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 Hey. But yeah, they really be having um, the thoughts and the ideas. So, shout out to them. <laughs> uh, and thank you for guys for coming on this episode so what of we're gonna course. do here is actually a two-parter so we're gonna have one episode on sins and salams and then y'all need to head to hoodies and head scars for the part two and mm-hmm. yeah we really gonna get into it i actually feel like this is gonna be a different discussion this time around what do you mm-hmm. guys think mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so let's get into it let's start very basic you know it's just very basic question what is hijab Okay, actually, you know, I had, um, so I'm a grad student right now, but I'm working at like a co-op, like internship thing right now. So, um, and it's in like small town, Massachusetts. So like, you know, um, yeah, my, like, my boss had a lot of questions for me. He did, he did honestly didn't even realize that like hijab was like a religious observance, you know. Um, so like I had oh. I had that Very the opportunity to explain all of that to him. In that situation, what would you have done if your boss asked you why you wore hijab? Google. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like a lot of times people just say it. Um, I don't know, like over there, but I know in Indianapolis, people just do it more so for, oh, let's make a joke out of it, you know? Because oh, yeah. it's always followed by like, oh, what is that thing on your head? Oh, yeah. People like, is it a hijab? Is yeah. usually what it is. I hate you the question And then it just like becomes, like after that's like, wow, can you like take a shower with it? It's just like, why? They're just trying to be disrespectful about that. Why? Yeah. So I'm like, you already know the answer. Like, let, let's let's stop. Yeah, but you're absolutely right. Google is free. Absolutely free resource. Get your certificates your today. Listen, Google free ninety nine. Facebook, <laughs> anything at this point. YouTube University. No, I'm saying because like, I I did not have the energy to like go actually go through and like tell him myself, but I like looked it up and was like, here, here's your information. Yeah. Basically, and so like what I found to give to him was that like you know hijab means like what the actual meaning of it is which is to cover or veil and it has like many different levels like first is the physical which is wearing long loose clothing and head scars mm-hmm. or um yeah and then second is behavior which is how you act modestly respectfully being polite all that yeah. um the next one is spiritual which is uh increasing your connection to allah or to your faith and then intellectual is the last one, just learning, um, putting in the effort to learn about your religion and seeking more knowledge. 
and those are the main things and then on top of that just talking about how like the Quran speaks about hijab mm-hmm. for both men and women and how um it tells the it tells Muslims to lower their gaze and guard their chastity um and you have to you know draw your veil over your chest and not reveal those adornments except mm-hmm. to your husband father father-in-law sons stepsons brothers uh nephews whatever and then other women yeah that was the most mm-hmm. of it and also that it's also um like observed in other religions such as, such as orthodox Jews or nuns or like mary is always depicted in like with her hair covered right yeah. so did he have follow-up questions i'm just curious okay because that's i mean that sounds very clear to me no i, I don't he, not really he oh, was okay. just like like mm-hmm. he had more like personal questions for me like would i consider myself a religious person or is it more of like you know how some people just be like respecting their parents faith or just like that mm-hmm. kind of thing they always but, they always want to do that they always talk about yeah. my parents to me my parents don't yeah, ask me about you that, but, yeah i feel feel like it's like it's because of that idea of like the hijab being like oppressive or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. are are you really doing it for yourself or is that something that you just like your parents are forcing you to do or whatever i always wonder in those situations if i said i was being oppressed like what what are you gonna do about it you're that concerned honestly what do you like what's the next step from here if i told you i'm being oppressed with my hijab like where are we calling the police like what's, what's the they're gonna up? give you resources literally go to the Jillian huh? center he's gonna send you a link back but yeah i wanted to actually ask you guys though in haifa you can start this time but uh you know like with when did you start wearing hijab like and when you started it, what was the reason you started wearing it versus like, what's the reason now you're continuing to wear it? Just kind of your, your life journey with the hijab, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say like when I was a kid, like whenever I would go to the masjid for like Sunday school, like whenever I was just like at the masjid in general, like during Ramadan, like anytime I was at the masjid, I always had like, I would always put on my hijab. It was back in the day, you know, those two-piece hijabs, the little laces. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> This is one picture, actually, of me and Hanan, like, outside in front of our, uh, like, in the parking lot, mm-hmm. and we're, like, getting ready to go to Sunday school, and I look, like, four years old. I had the hijab on, but, like, my dress that went down to, like, my knees, so, like, just bare shin. Yeah. so embarrassing. <laughs> but, um... And you know the way, you know the way that they was doing our hair? We had the little, like, oh. the... <laughs> <laughs> the pigtails that was sticking up. Oh, yes! Yeah, with the like, little... <laughs> Remember, we used to have nicknames yeah. for that. It was like when it was, oh god, when it was like, you know, like one French braid down the middle. We call that one the dinosaur because it looked like oh, like the triceratops. The triceratops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the two was the alien. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god, good time. Do you guys remember when Haliba Adin, the Somali model, posted her old photo? I never felt so represented because she had the same thing with the two knots <laughs> on the side of her head. I was like, this is the representation we need but anyway right exactly uh, oh yeah anytime i went to the masjid my parents always like you know they would instill that in me and like you know we're going mm-hmm. to the masjid so you have to like be like you know dress well and proper and nice and like obviously like wear your hijab so that was nice so like ever since i was a kid i was always like i got into the habit of wearing the hijab to the masjid and then mm-hmm. when i got older and like had started wearing hijab and like a friend of ours um who's maybe like a year younger than her um, also started wearing hijab. So whenever I went went out with them, like if we were like going to the mall or something, I would always put it on just to like, just like I don't know, slip it in, I guess. What age group um, were, like, were y'all at this time? Um, I was twelve, and my friend was eleven. Okay. And I would have been like eight years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably like my first experience of wearing it in public. And then yeah, so Hanan wore her hijab. Oh, I remember one time, I think it was like the summer before sixth grade. Um, <laughs> I went back to the motherland and um I guess I don't know, there it's just like a normal thing for all the kids in the family. Like once you mm-hmm. reach about like I don't know, a certain age, I'm not really sure when, maybe like around ten or so, it's like normal for you to wear it like half time or like mm-hmm. so most of the time. So I wore it basically like full time that summer, but with like with the short sleeves, so like not perfect, but yeah. like 
more or less all the time. And then I came back that summer and my mom was like, literally the, the morning of like my first day of sixth grade, my mom was like, okay, you work for the whole summer, so you better write to school now. Damn. And I was bawling. Yeah. And I tough. just didn't do it. <laughs> okay, shout out to you, fighting the parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I think kind of started wearing hijab like seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, it was just kind of expected of me. Yeah. I... It's quite unfortunate and people are like, I, well, I think maybe once or twice people have asked me, like, were you forced to do it? Were you yeah. forced to put it on? And I, like, don't want to, like, put a bad representation out there for, like, I don't know, Muslim women or, like, hijabis in general. But, yeah. like, low-key, I did not. I wouldn't say that I did it out of my own will at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, seventh grade is when I started wearing it full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've been wearing it ever since... When did you, like, actually understand why you were wearing it or, like, I guess figured out your own logical reasoning for why you wanted to wear it? Yeah. I think at the time, like, I knew, like, this is, like, a like a commandment from God. Like, this is just part of the religion. Like, it's just something that you have to do. Yeah. But I didn't, like, I would say it was a very gradual process. I hear, like, yeah. I know some people who were, you know, put it on when they were younger. They didn't really understand the meaning of it. And then eventually they had that, like, eureka moment. And they're like, okay, now I understand why I'm wearing it. Yeah. I would not say I had that. I think it was very gradual. Um, I agree. It's like yeah. coming to understand it and appreciate it for what it is. Hijab. Yeah. I feel like I, I didn't have, for me personally, like, my mom... Or my, actually, my parents discouraged my older sister from wearing it because we were moving from Seattle to Indiana. And he was just like, it's just way more, way more white people. Like, we don't have the same community. Like, he didn't want us to struggle. So, like, he discouraged us. And But my mom, my sister, honestly, she's a rebel because nowadays she don't wear hijab. But back then mm-hmm. she fought to wear hijab. <laughs> so, like, so she, and so for me, like, I just ended up moving to a new school and I was like, you know what, let me just meet them from the jump with this on. Like, let me just, and which is crazy because, like, I think back to it, I was in third grade and I already understood then, like, you know, this, I'm different from others or, like, I'm going to be wearing this has a different responsibility for it at, like, mm-hmm. age nine, you know? And so I, I wore it to school and I they just saw me with hijab at that point. And of course it came with a lot of difficulties and stuff, but I agree, like I don't think I understood exactly why I was wearing it, but I just kind of knew I would eventually wear it and I was like, This just seems easy to just like deal with this all at once. Uh, I was crazy yeah. back then. I don't know why my parents let me do that. They should have forced me not to, honestly. <laughs> I re- I regret that a little bit. But what about you, Hanan? What's what would you say yours is? Yeah. So yeah, like I said, I started in seventh grade, and also not because, not, like, out of my own choice. It was more like, I don't know why this made sense to my mom, but she was like, <laughs> I started wearing, I, she was like, I started wearing hijab at 14, so you finna start at 12. So, <laughs> not the math. <laughs> right, I, the math was not nothing. But, um, yeah, so I started right before middle school, and... Uh, it wasn't terrible because, like, like I said, me and my friend both started wearing hijab at the same time. So it was, like, nice to have that support system, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then also going into middle school, starting at a new school. First off, one of the bad experiences that I had is that one of my friends. So I guess some backstory is that, like, in elementary school, like, I went to a kind of a diverse, like, elementary school. Like, I had friends from all over. Mm-hmm. Um and after sixth grade, like, a lot of them moved away. and But the ones that were still, like, in our town and that I moved on to uh, middle school with, one of them I just wasn't that that close with. The other one was, like, one of my closer friends, and she just, like, completely stopped talking to me after I put on the hijab. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was, yeah, that was, like, the negative experience, I guess, that I had. Um, and then, so, like, going into a new school already being like in that awkward like tween stage you know yeah and then having like most of my friends move away or like stop talking to me then like having to make new friends and all and wearing hijab on top of all of that was not ideal it was not <laughs> yeah. easy yeah your parents really were just like good luck yeah. mom, her mom she said good luck <laughs> to you <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the easiest transition, yeah. but I mean, I, we pushed through. Like, yeah. we move. I guess I don't know. That's all I um, keep saying. I don't know how it worked. I don't know how this right. worked on me. I can't I can't explain <laughs> it because I don't like being don't told know. what to do. But this one worked, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, that's like it. It wasn't my choice but like i stuck with it i knew that it was like important that i needed to do it you know yeah. so like i was like okay like we'll we'll do this for like the sake of a lot i guess yeah um but yeah <laughs> for, real. for real i guess <laughs> that's literally what it was like i don't even know like what what else to like just like putting on a scarf it was also changing how I dressed to an extent because in mm. sixth grade like I wasn't always wearing like long sleeves and stuff so it was it was everything I wasn't just like wrapping my hair like patting my hair you know yeah. um so there was that and then it was definitely harder to like think about like how to dress like when it came to gym class or whatever and like having to deal with, like, the heat and when you had to do PE and whatever. But, um, obviously, when you're explaining it to your, like, peers or classmates, whatever, it's like, oh, like, all these reasons why we wear hijab. But, like, I don't think there was any one moment up until, like, probably through, definitely not until college, when I was actually, like, okay, this is, like, for me, this is, like, my own, like, I know exactly why I'm doing this, and, mm -hmm. you know, having your own, um, reason that you're, like, um, like, really attached to, I guess, or that you really identify with, um, because it wasn't out of my own, like, will, I guess, at first. Yeah. So, like, now that, yeah. you know, initially, when we went through the schooling systems and stuff, and, like, paying for does you want to talk about your story? I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 but I feel like it's similar just like in my case when it was presented to me I I started after I had um started my period um, so the actual and so, way mm -hmm. and right. so when my mom presented it it was not forced so she she like told me okay you can wear it for like one minute and then one minute would be like two minutes. And then it gradually went up to where I chose that I wanted to wear it fully. Mm -hmm. um, so it was it didn't feel like it was forced upon. It didn't feel like, okay, this is why you're doing it. And like, I felt like with mine, why it was such an easy transition, my mom explained it through the process. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't just like, okay, we're just doing it for the sake of Allah and that's it. No. Yeah. It was like more of like, okay, this is going to be a part of you. This is like an identity thing that you need to be with. Mm -hmm. And even like when I started it, Mm -mm, I was I didn't change the way that I was dressing absolutely not. Mm -hmm. My mom was like, "You transition through that, yeah. like find it within you to transition with it." If that yeah. makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so when I started doing, it, I was like, "Oh, this is this is a blessing." Because let me tell you something. When I used to do my hair, it used to take me like two hours, and I was like, "Oh, alhamdulillah, we can just take that shower, cook that bun up, and be like, bye, <laughs> deuces." I was like, "Yes, this is a blessing no, in disguise." That's actually that's I've actually word. heard that a lot though from other Black Muslims who have like mm -hmm. a lot more like. Um, struggles real. like coarser hair types or like more afro hair types they're just like I just don't want to do my hair so like alhamdulillah for hijab or even for some, in some cases they don't want to deal with like the the negative attention that their hair can bring in like their yeah, in society yeah. and stuff so they're just like I'd rather deal with just having a hijab on than just like having my natural hair out mm -hmm. so. yeah that's a big point Um, I think for me like uh, in sixth grade, I was still having my mom do my hair because, like, that was no, there was no way I could have been, like, yeah. doing it myself. Was, like, you know, just, like, the texture of your hair or whatever. Um, and I, once I started wearing hijab, it was, like, just put it up in a bun and that's it. You're good to go. Like, okay. yeah. it was, uh, it made it that much easier. And then I think on top of that, I think because of, like, the, like, how um, it was at the time that we were growing up, like, you know, several years later, there's, like, the curly hair movement, whatever, mm -hmm. and, like, how um, natural hair was seen as, like, a lot more accepted, a lot more, like, yeah. I don't know, there, people, we learned a lot more about how to take care of our hair later mm -hmm. on in life, you know? So, like, that definitely had, had an effect as well, like, 
when we didn't know how to deal with it or like it wasn't as like well accepted I guess in society it was just easier to like cover it up and not have to deal with it you know yeah this is this is facts so then I feel so I guess now that you know we've we've had a hijab since we were young we've grown up and like have our own individual like attachment relationship to it I think a lot of the common um reasonings that we get about like why people wear hijab is like at least growing up that you know kind of like what well, your boss was like why do you wear hijab when I would have to look up the answers for like my friends yeah. there's always girls saying like you know because I wear hijab it protects me from being sexualized or like I won't get a sexually assaulted because mm-hmm. I wear hijab or like this is me privatizing my body. So like, I actually have control over my body. And it's like, you know, is this, you guys remember those cartoons memes where it's just like a girl in a bathing suit and then the girl in the cab. Yeah. And they're just like, which one is oppressed to you? Or whatever. <laughs> like that side by side. So it's like looking yeah. at all of those reasons. And I remember, you know, throughout the years, like I'd have a new reason every year that I would explain to somebody <laughs> about why I was wearing it. But now I feel like, I feel very comfortable just saying, like, you know, I just believe in God and God commanded me to wear this. I don't want to wear this. I really don't. I'm not going to lie to you. But, like, I'm doing it for the sake of Allah, and that's that's fine, and that's an okay answer. So, like, I don't know. What did you guys think about those different explanations? Did you ever feel like they were something that, like, it clicked in your head and made sense? I, I mean, I'm a just very, very straightforward person. Like, you can accept the answer or you can keep the pushing. That's just how <laughs> yeah. I feel. Yeah. Like, because I feel like a lot yeah. of um, this, so, like, Growing up, I went to a private school, um, so I just feel like it already has, like, that image of, like, why why this and why that? And then people just be nitpicking on, the like, the dumbest thing. So yeah. my thing is, like, when people used to ask me a question, I would do the reverse psychology and ask the same question back to you. I can see you doing that, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so. so, like, why are you, so why is your hair black? Something like that? No, okay, so, like, I know for me, like, when I started wearing it, and mm-hmm. I played, like, I was very involved in sports. Um, so I remember I used to always get like, ooh, so I used to fast while I would play, especially basketball season. They'd be like, ooh, I know you're thirsty. I know you're going to pass out. Why do you wear that on your head? I'm like, ooh, so why don't we go into the Bible? It doesn't say in the Bible also. Ooh, damn. So that would be me. I would just like come back with the same, I'm coming back with the same energy. So you were more educated than them about their I'm here for the same energy. Yeah, I didn't have time for them. Sorry. Uh, I was barely educated on my own. Great. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> but what do you what are your guys' thoughts on like those different reasons for like why people wear hijab? Yeah, I feel like that reminds me a lot of like the like the reason why we fast. Just because growing up, mm. people would always be like, "Oh, like why are you fasting?" Mm-hmm. And like as a kid, I don't know whose job it was to teach us the meaning of like <laughs> fasting at, at Sunday school, but they did it horrible, horrible. Because <laughs> I was always. I was always like, oh, it's like to feel like how the poor feel. That is not correct. That is so <laughs> disrespectful. Why did we all say that? It was the easiest answer. Yeah. Like, how did they get that so widespread across America? Like, I don't know. Every, answer. I, don't know. I, I think that's the most unity we've had as a Muslim community. Was that answer? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, So that was like one of the first things I brought up. Um, Come on, give it back to the community. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I just feel like, yeah, we just like always had the wrong answers to give whenever we were answering that question. But yeah, and it's like the real answer is obviously like to, like it literally says in the Quran, like, like fasting was prescribed upon you like it was prescribed upon those before you to gain us from this and this and that yeah and like okay yeah that that can be true too 
But at the end of the day, like, if it was not in the Quran, or like, if it wasn't, you know, a part of the religion, if God didn't tell us wear hijab, would you really be wearing hijab? And I think the answer is no for yeah. probably 90%. Yeah, 99.9% actually. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like those memes were just like, um, you know, would you want a gum that's unwrapped or wrapped? If you found a stick of gum on the street, would you want a jewel? That's, I don't know what the jewel one is. I don't remember that one. But just stuff like that, where it's just all like, that literally does not apply. And I think the reason why, like, yeah. I don't like these other responses of, like, it protects me from being sexualized or, like, protects me from sexual assault. Because, like, but it doesn't, it doesn't like, right. that stuff is out of your control. If someone's going to sexually assault you, it's going to happen. Like, if someone's going to sexualize you, it's going to happen. There's literally, quite literally, nothing you can do. And, like, that's why I don't like, also, when people say, if you're wearing hijab and someone starts to look at you the sexual way, they made it seem like it's our fault. Like, that's what came with wearing hijab, where it's like, if somebody was viewing you in a certain way, your hijab wasn't good enough, you know? And and then also, if you're even, like, um, someone with, like, a plus-size body type or with more curves, it's, like, Mm -hmm. even worse. Where it's just, like, like, if my butt is showing through my abaya, that is tough for you. That has nothing to do with me at this point. Like, there's nothing else I can do. I said, you know... Lower your gaze. Lower your gaze. Where is that? Lower your gaze. Yeah. And this is like, I th- and it sucks too. I think it actually goes both ways. I think it sucks for the guys too because, you know, now if they do look at a girl like naturally or whatever and they feel some type of way, it's just like immediate shame and guilt they feel versus like, let me just lower my gaze and like try not to sexualize them. You know what I mean? Like they're, that whole element of yeah. just like the natural parts of us are now like shamed so much when it's just like, that's mm-hmm. not something to be shameful about. Like you haven't done anything. Like it's literally like, your thought. You know, it's literally like, mm-hmm something like a fleeting thing that happened in your mind but like it's it's just gotten to this point on both sides where it's really um it just makes wearing hijab like so much harder but i feel like it's more so like i don't know i used to teach sunday school too i feel like it was also more pressure on the sisters where it's Mm -hmm. always like down our throat like wear the hijab this way yeah don't wear the hijab in a turban style don't do this don't do that don't Don't wear wear... jeans i'd be like don't wear pants that was another one i used to be like okay Like it's never that deep. Like, for why for me, so it was the jeans specifically. Do not wear jeans. Like what? Uh, mine were don't wear pants at all. Yeah, there's just. I was like, oh okay. I don't. I just. I don't. I really want to know the one person because I know it was one person that forced this upon the rest of y'all, and then the rest of the Muslims were just too weak <laughs> to say anything. Because that's just yeah. very. Like that's such a specific request. Maybe he got his heart broken by a girl in jeans or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, that's tough for you. That's tough for you. No, literally. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think in addition to that too, I the another thing that they really like shoved down our throats was like the hijab's not just about the cloth or the clothes; it's about how you act. But then, mm-hmm. uh, right? So like, you need to act modest. Like, what does modesty look like? But I, I honestly feel like you know w- because we have this oppressive idea about hijab that like we can't as a community actually call out when people are using the hijab to oppress Muslim women because it doesn't even just happen overseas it literally happens like in our mission like you know if a girl wants to speak out about something people are just like oh you know you need to you can't speak too loudly or you can't talk to men like that's shameful or like you know you need to be modest go to the hadith of the Prophet because there are stories where sisters like talked loudly yeah. and the prophet didn't say anything there are stories about where the women used to go and ask the prophet as a salam store so my thing is like people always want to point the finger but never want to project it back to them yeah so that's my thing i feel like mind your business at this point and i just feel like the hijabis already have a heart you know what i mean yeah. i know like the other day <laughs> i went to a wedding and some sister she was like wow you're hijabi and you wear I had, like, the two different color lipstick. I was like, absolutely. And I was like, I know I look oh, wow. delicious, and I'm here for it. Absolutely. I did. Delicious. Like, and, you know, that reminds me, that reminds me of, of, like, an eye of the Quran where it was talking to, the like, the wives of the prophets. And they were, it was saying, like, um, oh, wives of the prophet, you're not, like, anyone among women. If you fear Allah, then do not be soft in speech to men. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Say that again. So like, what's, the back. what's the number for that? The, the Quran number? <laughs> I ain't never heard that one before. <laughs> okay, so 30, Surah 33, Ayah 32. Mm. Yeah, Al So, like, we are meant to be, like, you know, 
so soft spoken that we that we're not heard that we, or that we're like spoken over or not like we gotta speak up for ourselves you know literally yeah and so it's not i feel like having that like be the definition of modesty is so like it, it just shows how much like we're viewing islam like through like this male-centric lens Right. Like, it's just mm-hmm. such a male idea of, like, what right. modesty is and what, like, um, being, like, I guess a proper woman is so that now they've, infor- they've like, I don't, they've, like, woven it into what we're supposed to be doing what or how we're supposed to be acting. And it's just, like, no, like, you can speak loudly and speak for yourselves and, like, stand up for yourself. And, like, now you have, I don't know, they did this to themselves. And now they're complaining about can't get married to girls. Y'all did that to yourselves. But okay, I just got, the whole other topic I just got mad about. <laughs> I think a lot of these ideas about hijab really comes from politics, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so crazy how hijab really has become a big deal, like historically, just because of colonization. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really where it came from. Because if you look at a lot of these Muslim majority countries prior to colonization, they were very, if they did wear hijab, they were very flexible with hijab. Girls mm-hmm. also didn't wear hijab, and it was okay. Like, it wasn't this huge like islamic milestone like the way mm-hmm. it is today yeah and i feel like now more today is more of a fashion statement than mm. it is you know anything else sure. that's crazy i didn't really think about that like co- like the effect the colonization had on hijab but i'm thinking about it, like i've seen like tiktoks of like what you know x mm-hmm. country looked like like x muslim majority yeah like, mm-hmm. yeah like back in the day and their pictures and it's like you can't even tell like is this like Egypt or like middle right. of nowhere, Ohio. <laughs> the way people are dressed, and it's like, what's the, it's not Ohio. No, because it looked. I was so shook. I was so shook. Yeah. And it's like tough too because like a lot of these countries now that are also like enforcing hijab there is like because you know their culture was being ripped from them and like all the stuff that they those are things that they held on to. Or also it could be. <laughs> You know, Hanan was sh- sharing a story with me earlier where it's just like, um, you know, the thing, when they go through a tough time, you know, people might cling to Islam, right? And so when they cling to Islam, yeah. hijab is like, a, is one of those things that's like such a visible representation of Islam, a re- visible yeah. representation of being a Muslim. And so I think that's one of the things that like, they want to show, like, you can't, Essentially, like, you can't take this away from me, too. And so then... Exactly. And then now they got the woman fighting on the front lines, essentially. So, what I was telling Sabrine is that, like, I feel like for immigrant women in the U.S. um, specifically, or, like, maybe in the West in general, but, like, when it comes to... When when you're coming from not even a Muslim-majority country, but, like, when you're coming from a society or a culture that is... Um, very, like, where you can openly practice Islam, mm-hmm. like, pretty easily and then come to the U.S. where it's, like, like completely different where you either, there's, like, Islam, you get Islamophobic comments or looks or whatever it is and it's not as easy to, like, you know, just, like, stop in the middle of your day, find somewhere to pray and then, you know, keep going about your day. Mm-hmm. It's, like, that you, it's not as easy to practice your religion so you kind of have to find a way to hold on to it and the way that I feel like my mom has held on to it was like through hijab and how she observes hijab and it's like looking at the way that she used to dress or used Mm -hmm. to like practice and how she does now it's very different and like I think that um hijab is like the easiest thing because it's so visible that's like the easiest thing to cling to so like you either for her, at least, she be- she began dressing more conservatively and, um, you know, wearing abayas when mm-hmm. she didn't used to and that kind of thing and jilbab and whatever. And that I think that's kind of why she, like, felt that it was so important to, I guess, teach us those values mm-hmm. or, like, insist that we should start wearing hijab sooner and whatever else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I always wondered that, too. It's just, like, when I look at old pictures of, like, our parents, a lot of us, they were in their 20s living their best life. Like, you know, right. like, their whole calf was out, like short sleeve, <laughs> hijab loosely tied. They had the bangs, the jerry curl, whatever. Right. The see through hijab. The see through like, hijab, all this stuff. And it's just like, so why? And, but like, y'all are mad if, like, I'm I'm not wearing a skirt. Yep. 
Like, I, I, that disconnect is what I can't understand, personally. Honestly. But I feel like a lot of people tie that into, like, the end of the world and how, like, the signs are so closely. That's what I feel like when I'm having conversations with sisters with hijab and stuff like that. Wait, what does that do with the end of the world? So, like, it says, like, in the end of the world, like, a lot of the women are going to be wearing, like, tight clothes where it looks like as if their bodies are naked. Oh, so like the, yeah and so like they're also going to be wearing scarves where it looks like there's like a cam like the the hump or whatever it is and like we see a lot of that now um, mm-hmm. and so i feel like a lot of people try to tie that and okay. it goes back to all this pressure is put on women yeah when it, i feel like it should not be put that, yeah. that much pressure should not be put on women that's why a lot of sisters now like take off the hijab yeah. or like do a twist with like a hat or like yeah. a turban or whatever because they don't want that burden of like, oh, you're Muslim. It's automatically like a, yeah. you have a stamp already on you. Literally. And like you have yeah. all these, you know. At this point, the end of the world happening next week. Okay. <laughs> Allah, 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 I'm like, at this point, I don't know. It's a new you sign every day. My sister just told me about the Euphrates <laughs> River drying up. I'm just like, yeah. damn. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> And it says also one of them was like people are gonna hold on to their dean like it's you know coal like you're holding on to coal yeah and it's literally I feel like a lot of it is we're living in this time all of us all of us but no the pressure I think though about wearing hijab is very it's a lot it's a lot and I think people don't understand how all the different angles we get it from you know let's let's just go through it really quick so I feel like identity crisis identity crisis. Hanan's sure. boss. <laughs> <laughs> or like people at school, essentially like non-Muslims just mm-hmm. interacting with them. And then the pressure we get from Muslims themselves of like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're hijabi, you're put on this pedestal. Absolutely. But then also if you're a hijabi, like you're, um, you act like you're better than everybody else. Absolutely. So it's like you, a double standard. It's a double, like, you, you know, it's all these different ideas. And then some girls don't wear hijab, but like, once they reach a certain level of iman, they put on hijab. And it's seen as, like, an achievement, like, new level unlocked type of thing. Right. Um, right. And it's just, like... Like, a symbol of how, like, pious you are. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just, like, it doesn't have to... It's really, truly not even that deep. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's not one of the five pillars the way that we act. Because you'll be judged at the end of the day on your character. And I feel like a lot of people lack a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Because... You could be a non, you know, a, a sister that doesn't wear the hijab and you could be doing, praying five times a day and doing all that. Yeah. Just because I wear the hijab does not mean that I am practicing everything. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And I just feel like a lot of people put that stamp on sisters with hijab. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. like, I was a hijabi that only knew, like, two surahs for a while. So. Uh-huh. Alhamdulillah, you know more now. Do I? Do I? Yeah, Listen, Work in progress. Work in progress. Two is better than that. <laughs> So how do y'all feel about um, <laughs> so how do y'all feel about two year olds wearing abaya? Mm. <laughs> I'm gen- like mm. I'm genuinely because I think this has gone on for too long and we need to stand out as a community. <laughs> for me personally, having two daughters, I I no, it's a high negative. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh-uh. I just don't understand. What is like the mental like? What is the purpose? Like, yeah. if somebody can just come to Honestly. me, what is the purpose? Because I don't see a purpose of a six-year-old wearing a hijab, let alone a two-year-old. Like yeah. what? I've seen it. Like I went to the elementary school the other day for my cousin, and they had like all the students up, and I seen like first graders and second graders with hijab on. I'm just like, for what? They don't like. There's no. I understand if you do it at the school. Okay, I'm cool. Like you're trying to instill. Okay, I have a problem where I'm going out in public. Is and school I not see public, fit- No, 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 I'm talking about, like, you're taking them to the grocery store, uh-huh. you're taking them out to the park, and so now I feel like a lot, that's where, like, you have the identity crisis mm. factor coming in, because if you, Allah Alam, what the parents are telling them, like, yeah. no, you're supposed to wear, blah, 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 and then here comes, we're at the park, and then your daughter sees my daughter, and my daughter's not wearing the hijab, yeah. there's an identity crisis right there, mm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where I have the problem, because yeah. I'm just like, if you're going to Sunday school, cool, whatever, wear because yeah. everybody else is wearing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But why are you taking a six-month, let yeah. alone a two-year-old, three-year-old? Can you imagine looking back on your pictures, and you're an avaya in all of them? The devil is a <laughs> Lies. Not <Yeah>. today. 
tell me that wouldn't be crazy. It looks like a piece of paper, like a trash bag. It doesn't even make no sense, like Islamically, if you look at it. No. What is the purpose? Like, like you're supposed what to. What was the reason? Well, there's, I don't, I don't understand it. I really don't. And I feel like I know for one of my friends, her mother started her out when she was one and a half. And she no. literally rebelled. So now she's like, yeah, right. I am no longer wearing the hijab. Yeah. I'm doing whatever I want. Because everything was shoved down her throat. And so when she went to college, she was like, wait, there's Muslims that don't wear. Like, she was so shook. Mm. So that that's where I have the problem. Like, at least if you're going to have your daughter wear it, don't sit there and make it seem like she's the only one wearing it. Yeah. Or tell her, make it seem like all the other Muslim sisters are wearing it. Nah. Because they go, like, these nah. It be stressing me out. I'm stressed out right now. <laughs> I love you. I feel like there's some... I feel like it's time? okay to an ex- to the, like, extent that, like, you know, if you're, if you're, like, if you wear hijab and your daughter is like, oh, I want to look like my mom, like, let yeah. me, like, I want to wear the hijab That's too. Cute. Just, just because, like, you know, you, you are their role model. And I feel like that in that sense, it's okay. But like, if you're like, okay, it's time to go out. Let's put let's put on your angel bob. You're like little by it. No, like yeah. that's not even cute. It's not cute. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Better yet, listen, y'all. You know what trips me out. Forget the abaya. It's the niqab that gets me. <laughs> Why do we have little kids in niqab? That's the thing that trips me no. out. Guys, I, just, I actually want to say something right now. I am against niqab in general personally me in the days we're living in this is a security crisis (laughs) (laughs) i do not feel safe (laughs) if i can't see your face (laughs) i feel like my life is in danger (laughs) i feel like i feel like nikab it depends i feel like it depends on where we're at i went to a bathroom before and there was a guy that was no listen we're telling real stories so let me tell my story i literally (laughs) was like let me go to the bathroom real quick and as i'm like you know you come out and you're washing your hands and i just see the sister looking i was like nah something is off and wallahi i kid you not i was like okay just act like you don't see like whatever so i'm washing my hands and i turn around and it's like she pulled she pulled up the niqab and it was a whole guy i was like absolutely not wallahi i was like nah fam like this ain't it so i just feel like a security mm -mm." risk that's what i'm saying i was like wow uh, yeah, I don't think we should allow niqabs in the masjid. Personally. But if you look at the hadith, the hadith says like you're supposed to wear if you're dead, drop gorgeous that you know when people are looking at you like something happens or like Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam he was so gorgeous that women were cut. You know what I'm saying? But no, nah. okay, but he had half of the world. But that's what I'm. Saying. But that's what I'm saying. So none I just of y'all feel look like that people... good. I'm letting y'all know right now. <laughs> none of y'all look that good. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> but that's what be taking me out that's all i wanted to say is the niqabis on kids is the thing that takes me out because i'm like as a whole adult i'm struggling over here to breathe with the mask so if i'm struggling with the mask i can only Bro, imagine the niqab. i just think that like it's just sometimes it's just a bit much it's okay? extreme because i was in ethiopia okay in ethiopia ethiopia okay let me just say this ethiopia is a very islamophobic country but after I saw the Muslims there, I kind of understand. <laughs> okay, so here's the reason why, though, okay? And honestly, this have actually happens in the West, too. But, like, I think that in places that are very extremely Islamophobic, kind of like we mentioned earlier, people tend to cling to Islam a lot more. And what the representation of, like, proper Islam is nowadays is Arab culture. So wearing abayas is, like... The best form of hijab, right? Where I guess in this instance, niqab, you know, it's like the like the highest form of wearing the hijab. And so, in what ends up happening is like we see a lot of people only like strictly wearing abayas and niqab. Mm-hmm. And that was happening in Ethiopia too. It's like, first of all, in Ethiopia, the Christians wear hijab when they go to church. It's like loosely wrapped too. So mm-hmm. it's like if you wear your hijab loosely now, people would like people would mistaking you for Christian, but then the Muslims there apparently have an issue with that. It, it, you know, they need, they need help. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, when I was there, I like, this is how extreme they've gotten with like a, really adopting a lot of these Arab cultural things about hijab into their culture. Instead of just wearing our clothes, like our, our culture is already pretty modest. Right. And y'all can just wear that and still wear hijab and still be considered Muslims. But now it's like you, because they're trying to like prove their Islam, they bring in a lot of like those two piece arbaya sets or the full arbaya, you know, only wear black or like dark what blue. Say? 
What does it say? I Show don't know. Like, like, that's for me, it was the gloves for me, personally. <laughs> the gloves? It was the gloves for me. I was in line. <laughs> I was in line <laughs> this one time, and this girl was reaching over me. And I was in Ethiopia. And I literally, it was just this blue hand over my shoulder <laughs> into my face. And I was like, if you don't get your... I look back in shock and I was in a cobby and I was like, see, and this is why we have a problem with y'all because now I felt unsafe. Like what is, and you guys, and here's the thing about the too. Why do y'all travel in groups? <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's move on. Let's move on. No, I'm, I'm, dang, I'm about to edit all that out. I'm scared. Uh, <laughs> I'm scared about what but I mean, everybody has their different experiences. So I just feel like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, I just feel like with a lot of, it goes back to a lot of Arab um, yeah. culture. So it depends. So like my parents are from yeah. North Africa. Very open. Do what It's basically like you could do whatever you want. Yeah. But then when I grew up in Saudi, I, woo, that, that was like a whole nother culture shock slash. I don't know. It, it literally was like to the point where you can't even like look up. At the opposite side like yeah. it was just so awkward so then i remember when i came here to america i was like oh my god i can't look it was like super awkward oh, man. and it goes back to all this pressure is put on sisters yeah. and like we're told i don't want to say like fabricated stories but we're told like this image of how you're supposed to be as a muslim sister yeah. but i feel like it all comes down to your intention yeah. you literally allah alam you don't know what if I used to wear the hijab and then I got fat because I was depressed? So, okay, I can't afford new clothes. So now you're going to have a, oh, no, she can't she can't be that perfect Muslim or that perfect hijabi yeah. because look how tight her clothes are. So yeah. I always tell people, like, be mindful because you don't know what people's circumstances are yeah. um, kind of a thing. But, you know, we got to the struggle is real out in these streets, y'all, for the hijabis. It really is. So then, okay, so I think this is just one of the last questions you want to do to wrap up this part one but do y'all feel like there's a superiority conflict from hijabis to non-hijabis mm. go ahead girl. go, go ahead, ahead y'all this, this one for y'all sorry we went off about niqabis for a little too long go ahead <laughs> yeah because i experienced that i used to have a superiority complex I mean, oh, to be fair okay. i was like 12 and i was like really dumb but <laughs> hijab for me like praying was like a praying is obviously like I think it's always a struggle. Yeah. Um, just like praying consistently, praying on time, praying with like, like Hoshu and like actually like focusing on prayer. Like that's yeah. going to be a lifelong struggle. I feel like for probably most of us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, staying consistent and reading Quran and like studying the Deen. Like that's like, those are all difficult things. Yeah. And I'm not saying that hijab isn't difficult, but because it is, but at least for me, that was always like, literally you just put on, put on clothes, throw your hijab on, and walk out the door. Yeah. Like it was, I would say it was easier than all of those other things. So it was what I clung to as like, yeah. okay, well, at least if I don't do those other things, well, at least I can do this one thing well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I think perhaps that fed my ego. Um, and I th there also were not like a ton of, excuse me, there weren't a ton of hijabis back, like obviously in middle school when I started wearing hijab. It was yeah. just me and like my one friend in like my entire middle school. So I was like, okay, at least there's this one thing that I can do well. And I think that that went to my head. Obviously, as I got older, I lost the superiority, com the superiority complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah you get humbled. For the record. You yes. definitely get humbled. Um, you definitely get humbled. But yeah, I think, I feel like there's um, diff two sides to it, I guess. Like, because I had the same experience, basically, which was like, there's, you could count the number of hijabis in our schools, like, on one hand always. It was probably, like, two at one time ever, at any at one time. And we knew, like, they, uh, we didn't have, like, a super small, like, Muslim community either. It was just that not very many of us wore hijab. You know, one thing that, this is kind of off topic, but you know, one thing that, like, I didn't, on, honestly didn't realize until college is that, like, other people's parents, like, not everybody's mom who's Muslim wears hijab. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, having, like, in our community, having most of the other, like, Muslim mothers, like, they were all wearing hijab. And so, like, you would think that their kids would also be, like, you know, you should be wearing hijab and whatever. I think being one of the few girls who did wear hijab growing up, it was, like, I guess I'm doing something right, you know? Like, yeah. Um, 
Oh, you so, like saying from the mom's perspective, like they feel like they're raising you right? Or you no, no. I mean, like oh, me being like one of the few people to wear hijab mm. is like I guess like I'm on like some not like on another level, but like you know like you can I, reach a milestone. I'm wearing hijab when other people aren't. Yeah. So like this is one good maybe, need I'm getting that they're not getting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like I like I don't think that I necessarily felt like like I was better than other people because like other Muslims in my community who weren't wearing hijab because I was wearing hijab, but it was like that sense of like okay, like I'm I'm checking that box off, like I did this I'm doing this one th- good thing at least, you know. Yeah. Once you actually like um, interact with other Muslims and who like may not wear hijab but still are very like practicing or are very modest mm-hmm. or like in how they speak or dress or like how um, close they are to Allah or how like like um, yeah. how much they like actually like absorb like the teachings of the Quran or the Prophet or like yeah. all this stuff it's like dang like maybe I could be doing more mm. <laughs> Oh, you know, like, yeah, for real. for real. So it's like, I think you get that. I, that's what I mean by like getting humbled. Like, you yeah. actually, like, you realize that there's more to it than just like putting the scarf on your head. Yeah. And so I feel like there is some sort of superior superiority complex in the sense that, like, I'm doing this, like, like hijab, obviously, it's not like an easy thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. like, there's so many things that come with it, especially in like, western society and like in today's society um but like putting it on is like it's not it's not everything but it's a big step yeah and once you actually hit that it's like you you just want to make sure that you don't forget everything else Mm -hmm. because that's just as important if not more important you know exactly and i think this is like the superior superiority complex and just like the ideas that we set up I feel like we're still unlearning because mm. I remember like growing up, like it was very like, just like hearing the things that like hijabi women in the community would say about like non-hijabis. Mm. Like, yeah. I, like was like, Oh, like in my mind, I was like, okay, a hijabi is like clearly like more knowledgeable, more practicing than a non-hijabi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I don't know. That was just like instilled in me from a very young age. But then like, as I got older and then I would see like, kind of like Hanan said, like non-hijabi women, even today when I see like non-hijabi women, like on TikTok, like doing like dawa, you know, to like massive audiences. I'm like, wow, that's like very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even just like non hijabis. It's like other hijabis who like maybe are not like, I don't want to say that they're not wearing it properly, but they're not wearing it to like the extent maybe that you are, you know? Mm-hmm. So as I, like I was saying, there's two sides of it. There's that side of it, and then there's also the side of like, like what the um, like non hijabis may be, like, um, like them feeling inferior, I guess. Yeah. Like, or maybe thinking that like hijabis are like arrogant because they wear hijab or they like think that they're like better than people, you know? I actually Um, think that's actually a theory I have. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. I definitely feel like a lot of the arrogance or, like, the titles people put on hijabis is, like, projection. Like, I feel like because, you know, kind of, Haifa mentioned it earlier in the episode, um, how it's just, like, God consciousness when you wear hijab. Like, when I wear hijab and I wear for the sake of Allah, like, I know I'm going out into the world as a Muslim and it reminds me, you know, how to act sometimes. Essentially, just like, you know, like, as a Muslim, I should be you know, I should be a bit more friendly. I mean, catch me on off day, you're going to catch me on off a day. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also just like, uh, I'm just reminded of like, you know, I should just be polite. I should have manners, whatever. Like there's a character that comes with being Muslim. Like there's a character that comes with wearing hijab. And I, when I wear hijab, I know that. But so I feel like when we wear it and we're around other people, sometimes it can kind of bring that they might feel look at us and feel that reminder from Allah. So that might trigger the sh- the game and the sh- um the guilt and the shame that they might have about you know something wrong that they're doing. Cause like I don't know about y'all, but like people be coming up to me confessing their sins like all the time, um, <laughs> and I'm just like, are you, are you like I didn't even know if you were Muslim. Like they be talking about how they went through all the religions, everything, non-Muslim and Muslim both, and they're just like always 
come to us as if we're like a source of knowledge about like spirituality or like God and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's just like, I'm 13. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, honestly. Okay. This is actually my last, last question for y'all. So like, you know, we talked a lot about our experiences and growing up wearing hijab and like why we chose to wear it. So like, what would you guys do differently with like your kids inshallah, if you have in the future, like, how would you, what have you guys thought about like how you wish you were raised with hijab or like what you would do differently in your own lives? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like first off, just like doing a better job of explaining why like a friend. I feel like one of the things that we grew up with is that um, when we ever whenever we had questions about Islam, it was always like either like kind of pushed aside or yeah. like it was just like this is what you're told to do so do it yeah it was never actually explained like and maybe i maybe it is like a little bit difficult to explain these things to children but like the, putting in that effort is important you know yeah. so like definitely like doing my own like due diligence and like figuring out how i want to explain this stuff to my children just so that they can like they know all the facts before they like do whatever it is I'm asking them to do. You know, yeah. like if I'm if I'm gonna tell you to wear hijab, then you're gonna know why, and you're gonna have your own reason why, and you're gonna have like you're gonna identify with that reason. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Haifa? Uh, like I think about this a lot, and I feel like what I what I plan to do with my future children, like like this conversation has mm-hmm. shaped like the way planning to, I don't know, teach my kids, future kids about hijab. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, I think I'm gonna, I would keep the thing, like, the way that my parents kind of um, taught me to wear hijab whenever I go to the masjid, whenever I go to Sunday school, because mm-hmm. that really did help me become comfortable sure. with putting it on. Yeah. So I see, like, some people who are, like, like, growing into their adulthood, and, or, yeah, like, into their teens and adulthood, and they're, like, not even really sure, like, how to put it on in a yeah. way that like, looks nice or something like that so um yeah definitely like just like teach them how to wear it necessarily like not tell them to wear it all the time just like teach them how to wear it by yeah um, question, for example for sure um but yeah definitely a lot more education because yeah. i feel like thinking back we didn't even really i don't know my son is cool you're kind of a blur but I don't really remember learning much about hijab, like, if ever. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I did, you're and actually I hear, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear, like, my students. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. I hear, <laughs> um, I hear my students, like, I did, like, a, um, when I was, like, my first day teaching, like, the upper levels, mm-hmm. I did a lesson on modesty. It was so mm. awful. Those kids literally tore me apart. Yeah. Um, I would never teach Muslim kids. I'm not even gonna hold you. I'm never teaching them. <laughs> and they're fine when they're like the young. I uh, know, actually. No, actually. they're actually worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's caused premature aging, but you know, for the sake of what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the case of going to Sunday school. Like, I hear, like, and I was teaching them about, like, aura, mm-hmm. but then we also, like, that was, like, like obviously, like, physical modesty, what that looks like for each gender, and I, like, obviously, like, emphasize, like, male modesty as well, but then we also did, like, about, you know, modesty in your speech and your character, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, and, like, the kids just, like, knew very little about, like, just, like, everything across, I mean, obviously, they knew, yeah. like, yeah, we have to be good Muslims in our character, but, like, even, like, just, like, the physical modesty part, they were, like, very shook like they were like huh i didn't know that mm. and i'm like yeah so i feel like just like general education starting from mm. a very young age like you know this is what hijab is this is why we wear it. obviously big emphasis on why mm-hmm. also some of like you know, practical stuff yeah I, I don't know i think for me personally i don't think i would really expect I don't think I'd force my child to wear it, even if they reach puberty or anything, because, mm-hmm. um, like, I just feel like yeah. it's just their, I'm going to just leave it up to them, honestly. Um, so I, like, might provide the tools or answer questions. I might, you know, do all that other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so <laughs> but, yeah, I, one thing I really do like, though, that, like, the newer generation is doing is having these hijabi parties. 
when they become mm-hmm. a hijabi. Yes. It is so cute. I was like, I remember my friend had one, and I was like, oh my god, like I wish I had something like that. Yeah, Mine was so uneventful. Yeah. I can't even tell you about my day when that happened. That's what no. like, and it was a pretty. It's a pretty big deal, yeah. you know, like you're ch- and changing how mm-hmm. people are perceiving you and like just taking on that responsibility <laughs> as a Muslim girl. So like, I really love that. Like they're really celebrating mm-hmm. this aspect. Yeah. Of it. So, mm-hmm. If you're in Agabi, I wouldn't have one, but okay, let me stop. <laughs> I feel like I just feel like a lot of it um, I have two girls so I feel like for me a lot of it starts within the home like within the house yeah and so for me yeah. it's not so much like shoving it down their throat but like there's books that came out about like hijab I'm yeah. just saying yeah. use the tools that we have instead of like just talking yeah. about it and I just feel like the thing where a lot of Muslims go wrong is that they put all the pressure on the Sunday school to teach their kids yeah. about Islam. And then when the kids come back home and they ask questions, the parents don't want to answer. They don't. So I just feel like yeah. just keeping an open mind and answering questions. Yeah. Because let me tell you, kids be asking a lot of questions. I think the parents, I think that was just daycare for them. That was just their weekend brand. Exactly. Like, or I just feel like not even daycare. I feel like a lot of them is just a break from their kids. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. 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 Like goodbye. Yeah. Catch you in two hours or something. Literally. Yeah. Um, yeah. One Sunday school went online for us. A hell of parents pulled their kids out. Yeah. I'm like, aren't you here for your self education, not for a daycare? Yeah. Definitely not. No, definitely not. Uh, <sighs> it's always a multiple multiple thing for we'll Muslims. We're a very interesting community. I think we're very funny. I'm here for the drama. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. All day. Um, All day every <laughs> like every single time. Like you guys that's the one thing we do not disappoint in. The drama? The drama? Ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Would recommend. Yes. 20 out of 10. 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming on. We're wrapping up part one of this discussion. Stay tuned and check out the hoodies and headscarves part two to her job, Beauty and Modesty. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for having us. Talk to y'all yeah. soon. Bye.